Welcome back to Not So Terrible Podcast. Tonight we will be covering the case <laughs> of Michael Vanek. I should do that again, shouldn't I? <laughs> I just want to let you guys know, <laughs> this is how I actually sound right now. It turns out I have a, I have a lung disease. Nothing to be concerned about, I don't think. I don't know, it's, it's unclear as of now. But um, I sound like this, so don't post mean things about it. It's just what it is for the moment. I told Devin I was feeling very insecure about it and she told me to get over it. So this is where we're at. Sorry we took a really long what is it called? Hiatus? Hiatus. <clears throat> yeah, no, we, uh, life is super busy. Chelsea sounds like this and right. got COVID. Yeah. I went to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, we live very different lives if you guys weren't uh, caught up on that by now. Should we just run it? I think, should we should we just... I think we just run it. Okay, we should just handle it. Okay, so we are going all the way over to the sleepy gold mining town of Welcome. It's Welcome? I believe it's Welcome. <laughs> it's yes. Welcome, South Africa. That um, sounds very, like, inviting. Like, Welcome. Well, yeah, that's why I thought it was Welcome. Right, like, but it's Welcome. Like, join us. Yes, come. Yeah, come, come here. Come here. Yeah, no, but uh, actually, this is where the murder of Michael Van Eck occurred, and I just want to do, should we do our trigger warning that this is just super fucked up? Um, and extremely gnarly. It's really all the details I'm going to include. So this is a blanket trigger warning. <laughs> like I've said this before, if you are easily offended or don't like gross things, go listen to another podcast. This isn't the one for you. The podcast is called Not So Terrible because we're trying not to um, be really bad at at doing the ta like the activity at covering the case. Right. Yes. But the actual case itself is super terrible. Right. So. Don't be confused. Don't. Yeah. By our, the name. Yeah, we fucked up. Michael was born August 14th, 1987. What a year. He was. <laughs> what? I don't know. What happened that year? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Nothing notable. All right. He was a fucking Leo. I needed to say that because I am a Leo. I don't give a shit about horoscopes. I don't care. I just want you guys to know that. Is that a zodiac sign? Yes. <clears throat> I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> she goes, I don't give a shit. I know what I am. Is there anything good about Aquariuses? I've never, like, who even is an Aquarius? <sighs> Me, obviously. <laughs> I think they're like, never mind, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And then people are like, how oh, the fuck, how could you say that about Aquariuses? I know, it's a water sign. I know that. I'm a fire sign. Yeah, that makes sense. His parents were Henriette and Nas Venek. Hmm. He was their fourth out of five children, and he happened to be their only boy. Of course, so he's fucking little baby boy. Uh-huh, so yeah, no, he was a prince. He was basically their pride and joy, right? Why is it if you have a penis, you're automatically the favorite? I don't, that's not true. Well, I'm the favorite in my family, hands down. I gotta tell you something, I'm not, I'm not the favorite. My brother's the favorite, and he has a penis. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, I feel weird that <laughs> You're talking about your brother's penis. That's so weird. Okay. Point is, he's a boy. 
And he's a favorite. Oh, he's my mom's favorite anyways. I think it was my dad's. Okay. But he's dead. So. <laughs> but he died. So, it so now I'm no one's favorite. Okay. The usual. All right. All right. Back to Michael Van Eck, goddammit. He was dependable. He was a protector, a helper. He was hardworking, ambitious, and strong. He was super close with his younger sister, who they were only a year apart. She had considered him a best friend. Mm -hmm. Henriette described him as being the son she'd always dreamed of. Mm -hmm. um, this is always the way people describe victims. Like, is it true? <clears throat> I don't know. This guy seemed like... He seemed like a good This dude. guy seemed like he, he was... Seemed, yeah. He was pretty rad. He did seem like a good boy. <clears throat> he was a black belt in karate. Nice. <laughs> he did, was... you, did you ever do karate? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Why do you say like that? Girls do karate. I know. Well, like, can you picture me doing karate? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> you know who did karate? Aaron did karate. That makes 100% that... sense to me. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I didn't either. If you, I know. If you didn't guess <laughs> I... that, I didn't. I didn't ask you because I already knew the answer was no. You did not ever do karate. Yeah. He was, okay, so Michael Van Eck is like really fucking cute, actually. He's a little nerdy looking. We'll post pictures of him on our Instagram. I mean, honestly, he's definitely, he's definitely your type. Sure is. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> too bad he's dead. Why well, I can't get a boyfriend. They all die. Always, the good ones always go the first. The good ones always die young. <laughs> He lived on his parents' property. I guess he had, like, his own flat on his property. They called them flats in South <clears throat> Africa. They do that in, like, London. London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Some people in the United States would call it an apartment. <laughs> that's, I live in one of those. Yeah. You live in a flat. Sounds much cooler. Yeah, but it's not that. It's an it's, apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's an apartment. And somebody's always in our other spot, in our other parking spot. Yeah, I, I pay. And you know what? I don't want to get into it. Michael was said to be an introvert, even though he was well-liked. He just didn't go out much. Relatable. Same. <laughs> I never go out. No, you don't. Unless you I'm forced. <laughs> by me. Even though Michael had just broken up with a long-term girlfriend, he had just gotten a new job as an electrician at Beatrix Goldmine. He was working towards becoming an engineer. So his life was like on the up and up. You know what I mean? But he decided it was time for him to get back into the dating scene. That's where he went wrong. <laughs> it's never time. For people like Michael and Chelsea, <laughs> the, the, the best way to find a significant other when you don't like to go out is on a dating app. <clears throat> Michael specifically used the dating app to go. We need to pause here just, just for a brief minute. I'd like to talk about dating apps because I have joined one. I don't like it. It's I'm having a bad time. I'm Should having you? a terrible experience. Are you going to tell everyone which one it is? No, I'm oh, not. Okay. I'm going to tell everyone. It's a, it's a popular one. People will guess. It's not Tinder, in case you guys were wondering. Anywho, here's the thing that I've learned about dating apps. Every dude orders tacos and tequila for the table. Every dude has a picture of their dog. If you only post pictures of yourself, that's weird and it means that you have no friends, so don't do that. Also, if you have a weird name, change it. It's not good. I don't... <laughs> specifically, I don't... If I can't pronounce your name, we got nothing. We got nothing there. Also, men, listen... Y'all are great, but when you take pictures of yourself in front of a mirror, it's not a good look. Just don't, don't do that at all. Needless to say, I'm not having very much luck with the dating app. I've talked to a couple really nice guys. It didn't go anywhere because I got bored instantaneously. Um, I did go out with one fellow. Fellow. <laughs> <coughs> we went on a real date. He picked me up all old-fashioned-like. It was... 
Man, if you listen to this, I'm really sorry, but it was the worst experience of my life. It was not a good time. It was, I didn't enjoy myself. I really hope there's another way to meet significant others because I'm not doing so well. And clearly, Michael did not either. I wish we had found each other because we would have we would have really hit it off. Thank you, Chelsea. <clears throat> You're welcome. I bet everyone learned a lot. I just wanted to share that with all of you. You know, on April 2nd, 2011, Michael withdrew some money from his bank account, specifically from his first paycheck he received from Beatrix Goldmine. Cute. Because guess what, guys? Michael had a hot date. That's where he went With a beautiful, dark-haired woman he met online. Her name was Shanae Van Herden. All right, Shanae Van Herden was the youngest of three. She was born sometime in 1991. I gotta tell you guys, I looked a lot and I could not find her fucking birthday, so. It doesn't really matter what the day was. She was a fucking psychopath from the jump. Yeah, she's a dirtbag. She's a complete scumbag. She's a psychopathic piece of shit. Her family wasn't an ideal situation. It is said that her parents, Charmaine and Jacques' marriage was dwindling after their first two children. They were about to split up until Charmaine found out that she was pregnant with Shanae. Believed that Charmaine always resented Shanae and blamed her for being the reason she stayed in her marriage with Jacques longer than she should have. She could have still left. No, totally. She's fucking dumb. Um, don't blame your child for your stupid mistakes. Birth control. And abortion. I, and abortion. I did it. I did it. Uh, I said it. Rhymes with shmushmore <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once her and Jacques split for good, Charmaine and Jacques, uh, she took her three kids and she moved out. Now, Charmaine would later start dating super abusive men, both towards her and the kids. Good choice. Because of the abusive men, Shanae decided to go live with her dad, Jacques, and his new wife, Tanya. Sounds nice. Uh, Shanae was an artistic child. Thought that said autistic. Nope, artistic. Uh, But like the weird kind where she began drawing like super dark and twisted weird shit that like, you know what I mean? That's just not ideal. Um, Totally normal. I actually have it linked in our credits. There's a drawing she made in prison. I'll post it on the Instagram as well. And it's like this like zombie chick with her like opening up her insides and shit like she she used to she didn't necessarily draw that when she was younger but she used to draw like weird dark things like that as a child which listen if you're gonna be weird as a kid and draw creepy shit that's fine like i was a weird kid but there should also be some steps there to make sure that like you're not fucking psychopath yeah like you should use your artistic abilities for good things yeah like video game development (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a graphic design or okay. something she um, didn't do that well she did she kind of actually did she was a graphic designer later on <sighs> okay <laughs> regardless you know she was drawing weird shit right and so she also not only was drawing weird shit but when she was eight she began having like these conversations and it turns out that she had these imaginary friends which like once again is like a thing that kids do right but i think that there's a point where it becomes weird 100%. Just gonna throw it out there. Like, at eight years old, I gotta tell you something. I absolutely did not have imaginary friends at eight years old. That's kind of old. You know, I just had, I didn't have any friends, but I didn't make any up either. Yeah, you were just alone. I was just satisfied with being by myself. Well, so she had one imaginary friend that was named Azazel, and another more serious imaginary friend that was named Norman. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, the serious one was Norman. Yeah, so Azazel actually is a goat demon. What? In ancient Jewish texts. Fucking what? 
Yep. Uh, apparently, so Shanae's grandfather was like a pastor. So some people think that she overheard the name from him and she liked it. So she used it. And like others are like, is she possessed? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. Like how the fuck does an eight-year-old know the name Azazel? She's a demon. Spawn. So I, it's just something to note, just something to throw in there. I don't know who the fuck Norman is. <laughs> like, I don't, like, was he a fucking demon? Was he, a, I don't know who Norman I think is. Norman was just some dude she saw on the street one day and was like, I'm going to name my serious imaginary friend Norman. Maybe, or maybe Norman is like this other demon inside of her. Yes. Okay. Who's to say? But I don't, I don't know who the fuck. I don't fuck... think demons are named Norman, to I don't, be honest. I don't know who the fuck Norman is. Um. But so Shanae also began having like serious behavioral issues, right? One example is attempting to stab her stepmom, Tanya, when she was 10. Mm -hmm, that'll do it. Yep. Yeah. I think it's more than a behavioral issue, but yeah. Their solution was that they decided to put her on mood stabilizers. That'll fix it. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> drug her up. But, her, you know, her dad was concerned, and so he decided to, like, you know, maybe we should start hanging out more. So he started bringing her hunting with him. Yeah, because she wants to kill things, like stab her mom. And so I'm just going to teach her how to murder. But I think, he, I don't think he thought, I think he was just like, I'm going <clears> to <throat> teach her something I like to do, and we can do it together. Look, it wasn't a good idea. Go fishing. Yes. Or drawing. I don't, you don't take a psychopath hunting. Yeah, he also taught her how to skin animals. Oh, no. And she later describes this was the most fulfilling experience of her life. Fucking jock. You made a mistake, sir. <laughs> you made a mistake. Uh, she loved it so much, she would start cutting her arms and legs and try to practice skinning animals as much as she could. She would go find dead animals, just like in the gutter, and skin them. I gotta tell you, <clears throat> in ninth grade, I took, or I don't remember what grade it was, but I took an anatomy class. And we had to dissect a cat. And part of it was like you had to cut the hair off and the skin off. I threw up immediately. <laughs> Shanae and I are not similar. When Shanae was 12, she started doing drugs and hanging out with a rough crowd. I understand. Not a 12, but I understand. Yeah, it all, it happens to us eventually. You know, we all get there. When she was 15, she had an abusive 22-year-old boyfriend that introduced her to occult shit. Mm -hmm. You know? <clears throat> This is a recipe for disaster. Yes. Her dad takes her hunting and teaches her how to skin animals. She starts doing drugs. She already has a precursor for violence because she stabbed her mom. She no, she attempted to stab her mom. Whatever. Attempted <laughs> to stab her mom. She's drugs. Abusive boyfriend. And now she is learning about occult shit. Yeah. Which isn't inherently bad, but... No. Okay, so I listened to this podcast. Um, I'll. It's linked in our credits. A lot of this I actually got from this podcast. It's actually really great. It goes into the details, like every little fucking detail you could ever think about this case. And it's called Episode 26, The Murder of Michael Van Eck, True Crime South Africa. But basically what they say is like, she was mostly interested in the voodoo aspect of mm -hmm. the occult shit, right? And they do mention Satanism, but I don't like to mention Satanism anymore because I feel like they get so much wrath. Like, they get so much shit. And you know what? That's not what this is. I don't think that this has anything to do with any of that. No, I don't either. Um, I think that it was just two fucking crazy people being fucking crazy people. She, you know, she learned some shit from this dude. And then when she was 16, she, you know, dropped out of school and was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to start taking art classes. And so she moved in with her sister. She actually stopped doing drugs. Good for her. Yeah. And she got a job as a graphic designer. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> and she began getting her fucking life together. Way to go, Shanae. 
yeah, so, you know, her dad was, like, super stoked. Her family was like, oh, shit, maybe, you know, she's turning turning a corner. Maybe she's not a complete fuck-up. Then Shanae started dating this dude named Warren, and actually, this was, like, a healthy relationship. Shocking. Yep. <laughs> Warren's family said that she was the sweetest girl he had ever dated. Warren had a friend named Roy. Oh, no. Now, Roy said differently. He said that he never liked Shanae. Roy claims to have, like, a third eye. <laughs> so Roy's also a fucking whack job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Roy claimed that he could see, like, people's auras and their energies and shit. And he had always said that Shanae had this, like, super dark energy that concerned him. And then Roy's sight also showed him or would appear that she was kind of like cheating on Warren with a dude named Norman. <clears throat> so when he confronted Shanae and asked her like, dude, who the fuck is Norman? She got like super weird about it. And like her, all the color drained from her face. And she threatened, she threatened him. She was like, fucking drop it. Don't ever fucking read my energy. Don't read me ever again. Like go fuck yourself. Right. Now, Norman was her imaginary friend that she still talked to. Right. So. So Roy may or may not be a whack job, but he saw with his third eye. With his third eye. <clears throat> that she was talking to her imaginary friend, Norman. But he didn't know it was imaginary. Right. He just saw her talking to some dude named Norman, but it was her imaginary friend. So, like, was it a demon? Was Norman a demon? I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, Norman was probably a demon. Shanae was probably a demon. Possessed by demons. We don't know. But, like, isn't that fucking weird? It is very odd. That's kind of yeah, fucking weird, right? It is weird. Well, right after he said that to her, Shanae broke it off with Warren. She kind of risked losing Norman. Uh-uh. Very important. But even though she never saw Warren again, this is super weird, it was not the last time she had a run-ins with Roy. Because afterwards, she started dating his roommate, 24-year-old Martins Vendermeer. Oh, no. I feel like this is where shit starts to get real rocky. It's not. It's not good. This is where you should put the dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> or as Devin wrote, boom-boom-boom! <laughs> Martins was one of two boys born to a well-respected couple that divorced early in his life. Now, this wasn't like a gnarly divorce or anything. He apparently still had, like, great relationships with both of his parents, uh, he was a super smart kid and had top marks in school, but suffered from mental illness. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. All right. Well, his mental illness, you know, his first hallucinations. Yeah, I didn't have those. You didn't have audible hallucinations? No, no audible hallucinations. Are you sure? No, I just wanted to kill myself. Right. Often. Okay. Right. Well, that's... Good news, everyone. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to kill myself anymore, so... Nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, so his first hallucination started when he was, like, six years old. This, like, magical dragon told him that he was special, okay? Dude, I gotta tell you something. Oh, my God. If a magical dragon <laughs> came to me and spoke to me and told me that I was special... What would you do? It would be the best day of my life. I would be so excited. I'd be like, guys, this magical dragon... Puff. Puff the magical puff, dragon. Puff. 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 Came, and he talked to me, and he told me I was special. And now I'm special. I'm a little old now. Like, if if I told you that Puff the Magic Dragon came and spoke to me. I would put you in a you psych ward. Yeah. You I should be concerned. You should get me some help. I would put you directly into a psych ward. But if I was little, I would be stoked about it. Well, Martins also grew up on a farm. Uh, they had, like, this wild little pack of dogs on their farm. And, you know, they would occasionally kill their stray cats that came on the property. 
The dogs. The dogs okay. would kill the stray cats that came on the property. <clears throat> Apparently, Martins was always fascinated by the dead cats that he would find uh, and their remains. He used to observe the decomposition of the bodies he would find. Oh, so he would normal. find some dead cats, he would put them aside, and he would watch them decompose. Disgusting. Not like a normal, not normal. I don't, that's not a normal thing to do. No. If you're, if your child does that, be concerned. Yeah, get, get them some help. Yes. We'll get into it. But he found a live cat one, one day, and he snapped its neck. Not good. Not good. Really bad. Precursor. Uh, his behavior was super out of hand, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia at the age of 14. I feel like that's really young. Yeah, it is really young. It is really young, but it's, I'm not a doctor. I'm also not a doctor. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, if I was having hallucinations and snapping cat's necks, then... Yeah, I would see that somebody would put you... I mean, he also probably told the doctor, like, a magic dragon told me that I was special. Right. Right. So. He was put on medication and was put into psychotherapy immediately. His parents were, like, super supportive and always got him the best treatment they could. So they weren't like those other parents that were, like, you know, ignoring it or something like that. Like, they were serious. They were like, let's get him the best, best fucking treatment we can. We'll spend every penny in our savings account just to make sure this kid is okay, right? So you mean they weren't taking him hunting and teaching him how to skin cats? No, they did not go Jacques' route. Okay, that was they, smart. They took a different avenue on that one. No, yep. they did the right thing, I gotta say. <laughs> they did the right thing. They did the right thing. Other than like occasional fits of aggression, his symptoms went away with the treatment. Or what is it, like remission? Does that? Yeah, remission. Yeah, whatever it is. Rumors spread and people began finding out about his mental illness and Martin's began getting bullied super no, bad. No, that's horrible horrible news yeah he got bullied super bad in school so his parents took him out of it also the right move on their part yeah he started working with his dad doing like carpentry shit and his meds were making him feel so good that he did decide he decided to go off of them as one does why do people do that i don't fucking know man it doesn't make any sense it doesn't but but also these are people that like don't common sense isn't a thing to them right like they don't yeah, you're not wrong. But, like, that's always the case. It's, like, either they're doing really well and they want to see how they can feel, like, off the meds, right? Or, like, they don't like the way the meds make them feel. Yeah, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. But regardless, man. And usually ends up not going well. No, it's actually usually really bad. So just, if you take meds, man, just stay on your fucking meds. He... Hashtag end the stigma. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Um, Martin's decided that he, he wanted his freedom, you know, he feels good, he's getting his shit together, so he decided to move in with his good friend, Roy. And here, our real story begins. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) It's crazy how low your voice can get when it sounds like this. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's so gnarly. Yeah, you also told me to get over it. I know. So, when I said it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. You're going to be fine. Okay, so Shanae had met Martins at one of Roy's house parties. The first night they met, they kissed. Oh, So innocent. So cute. 20-year-old Shanae and 24-year-old Martins got into a relationship. As uh, the young ones do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at first, they were said to, you know, bring out the best in each other. Their families both loved them together and had nothing negative to say about the couple. They were, you know, 
They were meant for each other. Shanae spent a lot of time at Roy's and Martin's. Even though Roy was stoked for his friend, he still never liked Shanae. She's a crazy bitch. <laughs> Red flags started popping up. For example, there was like, you know, dudes like walking past Martin's one day with a shirt off and Roy's like, dude, what the fuck? Because Martin's has like gashes on his chest. What is she doing to him? <laughs> well, Martin said that him and Shanae liked to try different shit when they were fucking. No. Oh, you hate that. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. No. no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Listen, I get that people like the BDSM <laughs> things. And that's fine. Like, to each their own, I suppose. But if I had sexual relations with another <laughs> person <laughs> and left with injuries... I would be unhappy, to say the least. Well, that's also you. You can't even say fucking. In that. I can say fucking. I just don't like it in that context. People fucking. I don't like that. <laughs> that, that makes me uncomfortable. Listen. She's like, she's, <laughs> she's losing her shit right now. Okay, anyway, so they're trying some weird things in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> she's so uncomfortable right now but okay so roy was like ah, i don't know man it's a little sketchy but martin's just like brush it off and then roy noticed that his friend had started started to change mm -hmm. you know shanae psychopath will do that yeah shanae and martin's began having the us against the world type relationship never a good thing your friends have an us against the world type of relationship don't be friends with them anymore you should be concerned you should be or or you should be concerned that's better ask if they're okay yeah you should definitely i don't know what do you even do in that situation you could you should call somebody for help yeah you should call somebody for help not me because i don't know what the fuck also to tell not you. me but make sure that they're safe in the bedroom also <laughs> oh my god oh my god you can't get over it <laughs> I don't give a shit what they do in the bedroom. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Okay. So they had like... Sure they're safe. They had the us against... <laughs> okay. Use the safe word. Yeah. They had us against the world type relationship. You know, they started realizing their shared similar interests, such as like killing animals and self-harm and serial killers. Super normal self-interest. They're just getting to know each other. They realize they have these similar things going on. They shut out the rest of their friends and family and started calling each other like super weird names like goddess and my dark prince oh, christ yeah <laughs> not a good sign like this is what makes me uncomfortable is when people say shit like that like if i just started calling you goddess yes don't call me that or my sweet darling stop baby is weird nope all of it's weird if someone calls me baby i'm like i'm not an infant child aaron and i call each other dude and bro yeah but you guys have a unique <laughs> that is not the norm so. Just call each other dude and bro. Anything other than that is super fucking weird and it makes me uncomfortable. Don't worry, I'm not in a relationship in which I would call anyone weird names in front of you. It's not, just... Not to worry, I'm very alone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they were also super into Dexter and they decided they would start calling each other Dexter and Lumen. You know, that chick that like yep, killed totally with him. Normal. Yep, okay. Uh, they believed that they were the only ones that understood each other. And after a month of dating, they moved into a flat together. That seems like a bad call. Everything got really bad. Yeah, no shit. It got way worse. Mm -hmm. So instead of just discussing their dark fantasies, they began carrying them out. Martin's fantasy was to kill someone with a knife, and mm -hmm. Shanae's was to, skin, <laughs> was to skin someone's face and stitch close their mouth. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't. 
What the actual fuck? If I came to you one day and was like, Devin, my deepest, darkest fantasy is to skin someone's face and to sew their mouth shut. What would you say to me? Honestly, I think I would laugh. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm very serious. I gotta tell you, though, like, I'm not the right person. Trust me, I know I wouldn't go to you with that. Be like, okay, man, like, that's cool. Like, yeah, you would be supportive, which I don't know is the most helpful in this situation. No, I'm not helpful in these situations because, like, I'd be like, that's okay, man. Like, let's get a banana. That wasn't... Why would you get me a banana? I Because, like, skinning a banana. It's like when someone wants to tattoo, you have them, like, tattoo bananas, like, skin. Okay. Right? So you're saying that to... I would have you stitch clothes. Like, I would have you rip open the peel and then stitch okay. close the banana. And then I would I would have you maybe... So to sublimate my desire for skinning human flesh, you would give me a banana. Yeah, and then I would, like, I don't know, maybe I would get you some, like, cool leather and you could sew me some <laughs> coats or something. <laughs> because then that way you'd be, like, stitching and with skin. Okay. Okay. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Listen, I think that's a... That's a... That's a very helpful solution. I would call your mom Lisa. Yeah. And she would figure it the fuck out. She would lock me up. Yeah, she would lock me up. In a straight But I would, I would probably be support. Regardless, okay. They have these fantasies. And so naturally they practiced on two cats that they purchased from a pet shop. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm really upset. I know. I have two cats. I know. That makes me upset. I know. It was probably one of those things, too, where they were like brothers. Don't I'm sorry. say that! <laughs> God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so they practiced on these two cats, and they filmed it. Gross. But it's really crazy. So after they thought about practicing on a dog, but then they felt that was way too fucked up, so they figured they would just go to a human. <laughs> So we definitely got some dog people. <laughs> They're definitely... I can tell you something. What? So whenever I watch movies... <laughs> okay, like if humans die, that sucks. I'm not saying I'm for human death, but like if ever I watch something where like humans die, uh, that's, that's unfortunate. If something happens to a dog, mm-hmm. I cannot handle myself. I can't either. I cannot handle myself. I know. I know. I'm watching The Walking Dead right now, and there's Dog. The dog, his name is Dog, and I literally turned to Aaron, and I said, if they kill him off, I swear to God, I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah. The worst part, actually, I have a thing with horses, too. Yeah, horses, too. Oh, my God. In the... It's because they look sad already. Yes, and yeah. they like, you can see their soul. And, yeah. like, like in The Ring, the worst part of that movie is when the horse falls off the boat and dies. That is the worst part of The Ring. I blacked out that because i saw it when i was 13 years old and thought i was never going to be happy again yeah i was so terrified but i'm not saying i i agree with these two fucking psychopaths but i understand not not being able to kill a dog yes of course yeah no i I don't think you should kill humans either no i don't think i think both are bad but dog is worse dog 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 might be worse Dog, dog, dog might be worse Okay, so Shanae and Martins were on the hunt to find the right victim. Very important when choosing who you want to murder. Yeah, has to be the right one. So Shanae made a profile on the dating app to go. Oh, no. Where we all know she met Michael Van Eck. Bumskis. So back to April 2nd, 2011, she set up a date with Michael to meet at the Welcome Cemetery. Odd place for a first date, but okay. (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. You know. Super weird place. Uh, if anyone ever tells you to meet them at a cemetery on your first date, say no. Just run away. Just just run. Block them. Far away. 
don't do that. No. That's weird. Very odd. Yeah. So Shanae prepared this date by gathering supplies such as like a blanket, wine, candles, glasses, blades, knives, and rocks. All super necessary for a date at the cemetery. (laughs) Yep. Super fucked up. So she put on a pretty white dress that she also happened to wear in the video where she killed the cats. Gee whiz. Uh, Martins and Shanae walked to the cemetery, set up the blanket on the ground with the candles, opened a bottle of wine, put put out the two glasses, and awaited Michael's arrival. Michael was eating dinner with his parents. He was a good boy. Because him was a really good boy. And he let them know that he was taking a girl out on a date later that night. Said he was going to pick her up from her house in St. Helena and bring her to the movies. Little did he know. Well, he's also a liar. Yeah, he's a liar. But that's because he didn't want to tell his parents that he was meeting a girl in a cemetery because that's a weird thing. And And they would have probably said, no, you shouldn't do that. Yes, and he knew that he shouldn't do that. That's why he lied. So, like, dude, if you guys have a gut feeling and you feel like you shouldn't be doing, don't fucking do it, man. You just just say no. Just just say no. (laughs) Just say no. Just trust your gut, man. Like, come on. Ugh. So when Michael pulled out of the driveway in his denim jeans and his blue-gray t-shirt, he waved goodbye to his parents and made a turn in the opposite direction of St. Helena. Not going to St. Helena. So at 8.55 p.m., Michael pulled into the cemetery, ready for his 9 p.m. scheduled date with the beautiful, innocent-looking girl he had met on the app. I know. Talk about being catfished. I know. But she actually is, like, she's she's actually really pretty. <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't catfished by her appearance. He was catfished. Catfished. <laughs> <laughs> catfished by her fucking craziness. I know. I know. I know. I just, oh, God. I know. Be careful. Be careful on those dating apps. Man. Guys, just so you know, when, when Chelsea's on a date, like from a dating app, first of all, we share each other's location. Duh. Obviously. Second of all, if I text her and she doesn't respond within two minutes, I blow her the fuck up. If she doesn't respond by the fourth phone call, I call the police immediately. Yeah. That is our rules. That is our rules. Yeah, we've set this in place. It's very important. Very important. She went four minutes. I did. She went four minutes one time without responding to me, and she had one more before I... First of all, I was leaving to go to where she was. To find me. To find her. But then she called me right right as I was, like, getting the car. I heard the phone ring on, like, the last the last call, and I was like, if I don't answer this, my friend's going to come find me. Yeah. Yeah. Have a plan. Stay safe. Yeah, yeah. Designate an emergency person, or in my case, a life partner. Yeah, I'm her life partner. She met him in the front of the cemetery at his car door with her white dress and bright smile. She led him to the laid-out blanket and poured Michael some wine. How generous. After some small talk, Shanae leaned in for a kiss. And as soon as their lips touched, Michael heard a noise from behind him. But before he could react, he was stabbed in the back by Martins with a hunting knife. Jesus Christ! I know, I know. Ugh, Michael put up a fight, though, and he would not stop. Even after being stabbed like a handful of times, Martin had a call out for Shanae's help. So she grabbed another knife and helped Martin stab Michael to death. A bitch. You know, it was a total of like 29 stab wounds. Yeah, that's... Michael got down to his knees, said a prayer, and Martin slit his throat. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. It's a really awful way to go. 
You're like, oh my god, this date's going so well. Like, the girl kissed me. I know. And then, bam! Like, that's such a low blow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Way Why to really fuck his self-confidence, you know? And, like, totally take him by surprise. Like, yeah. what a dick move. At least let him, like, have a chance. Yeah, man. That's fucked up. They dragged Michael's body to the blanket where Shanae, re- where they both uh, started removing his right arm, his hand, his left foot, and decapitated him. They put these specific parts in bags they brought with them. Really had the whole thing played out. They really did. Really, to, start to finish. To the T. Yeah. They dragged the rest of his body to some gravestones because they didn't bring a shovel. That's well, one thing they did. They, <laughs> they really didn't that out very They well. did not bring a fucking good enough shovel to dig a decent hole with. They started cutting his body into smaller pieces so they could make sure, you know, all they needed was a smaller hole. <clears throat> this It always upsets me. When, like, they have to cut them up to put them in holes. I know, you like, really... just dig a bigger hole. You hate the laziness because of Because it. it's very upsetting to me. <laughs> like, you go to all this trouble to kill a person. The least you could do is, like, put their whole body in one hole. You know, that really gets you. It really grinds my gears. <laughs> you hate it. it. Makes me real mad. What was the dude that we did? Mark. Mark. Fucking oh, poor Mark. Poor Mark. <clears throat> oh man. Chopped off his legs for no goddamn reason. I know you got so angry about that. Um. Okay. So they took the bags with his body parts. They put them in Michael's truck and they drove away. They dropped the bags off at their flat and dumped Michael's truck with the key still in the ignition, with hopes that someone else would steal it. Hoping someone else was just as much of a shit bag as they were. Pretty much. April 3rd, 2011, a worker of the maintenance crew at Welcome Cemetery found a pool of blood, drag marks, and a blood-soaked rag. After notify- uh, notifying his supervisor, immediately the police were called. On April 3rd, Michael's parents, Henriette and Nas, got a knock on their door from a policeman. Never want that knock. He stated that he had found Michael's truck abandoned, right? So these two are not connected yet. They found Michael's truck abandoned. Henriette began to panic. Panic. Panic? <laughs> British? Why the fuck did I say that? She th- You're really getting into the South Africa. I know, vibe. right? Like, I'm such trash, but yeah. I'm like, panic. <laughs> she thought Michael had gotten home super late after his date and just had woken up before her and went to work in the morning, just like he usually did. Turns out, Michael had never come home that night. Sure didn't. No. She called Michael's boss, and he explained he had never showed up for work. His boss also let her know that Michael was talking about meeting the girl in a graveyard, not in St. Helena. After examination of the truck and the traces of blood on the door handles, a missing persons case was opened immediately. Michael's parents and their oldest daughter decided to go to the cemetery to see if they could find any trace of Michael. Bad move, bad move, bad move. I know. But, like, what would you do? I mean, I do the you same thing. You would do the same thing. thing. I would do exactly yeah. the same I thing. I would, too. If it was Evie, I'd be there in two seconds. Yeah. Michael's parents had arrived before the police had a chance to get there. They noticed the cemetery workers protecting a large pool of blood. Mm-hmm. Henriette, without fucking thinking, had picked up the bloody rag and screamed, realizing it was the blue-gray t-shirt she saw Michael wearing as he drove off to his date. Oh, God. That's, uh. I would just die on the spot, I think. So they're, like, running around the cemetery. They're, like, looking at all this blood shit. Finally, the police units begin arriving and ask the family to move to the side so they could make a crime scene, right? They brought in a couple of search dogs, and the search dogs alerted by the gravestones. Police carefully undug the shallow grave and found a naked torso, a leg with denim jeans, an arm, 
Michael's dad identified Michael by his birthmark on his severed leg. God, what a shitty fucking... Well, apparently he started walking over because they knew that he found... They found something. And one of the police were like, hey, man, I really don't think you want to see this. Like, please. And he said, no, I need to identify to see if it's my son. Oh, I feel like that's such a parental instinct of like... And he, I can take it. I need to be able to see it. Yeah, like I need to know for myself. Yeah, that's why, like at a hospital, like if someone dies, like they, the doctor, whoever's like notifying the family, they literally have to say the word they're dead. Like they can't yeah. say they passed or anything. Yeah, like they that have to be like, because, like, you need, like, your brain needs to, like, know for sure, one hundred percent. By his fucking birthmark on a severed leg. Yeah, on just a piece of his leg. On just a piece of his leg. Ugh. God damn it. So fucked up. So fucked up. Guys, I gotta tell you, I don't know how the fuck to pronounce this bitch's first name. Lieutenant, what do you think that says? Ogies. Ogies. <laughs> Lieutenant Ogies Nil, uh, the lead detective on Michael's case. I am going to be referring to her as Detective Nell. Because <clears throat> Ogies is can't be right. It it just can't be. Can't be. It can't be. Uh, so Detective Nell had requested Michael's cell phone records. Nell called the last number that showed Michael contacted, but it was shut off. Of so she kept was. calling and calling and calling. And finally, on April 5th, the number rang. And guess who answered the phone? Fucking this bitch. Shawnee. Detective Nell pretended to be a doctor from Wellcombe Medical Clinic and said that they had found the number on a woman's phone who had just been in a car accident and they needed Shawnee to come in and identify the woman. Sneaky detective. She's sneaky, but also... It's like smart thinking. Apparently, Shawnee was like, I knew something was up because I didn't have any female friends. That makes sense. Yeah, it checks out. But like this fucking dumbass still went anyway. Right. So Detective Nell set up this like set up a bunch of undercovers at the clinic and they had like apprehended Shanae and Martins for questioning on the murder of a young man. Shanae said she knew why they were there and she would tell them everything they wanted to know. So she just just immediately was just like, yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, pretty much. She told people later that she like kind of knew it was a trap and then she just like fucking came out with it. I don't know. She just didn't care. Or she was just like, well, I don't. Care. I wonder if it was like she knew she was going to get caught anyways or like or she wanted the notoriety from it. I don't know. Or like she wanted to be stopped. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, ma'am. Shanae directed detectives to her and Martin's flat. On first appearance, the flat was creepy. Yeah, no shit. It was fucking creepy. Uh, but, but you know, there were like bizarre self-portraits lining the walls of Shanae that she painted. Some she had no eyes in, others where her mouth was sewed shut. Normal. Shanae brought Detective Nell to the fridge and opened the freezer. Oh no, oh god. And pulled out a skinned face. Ugh covered in saran wrap oh god she looked at nell and said his face there were holes where the eyes should be and the lips were sewed shut Fuck. shanae then reached into the fridge and pulled out two containers his eyes she said putting down the first container his ears she said as she put down the second god that's disgusting mm-hmm. just like sitting next to your milk is just some ears yeah like super casual people apparently the police officers like some of them had to leave offers officers start like some of them had to leave because they like threw up they just couldn't and like one dude looked at her and was like you're fucking sick and she just like stared at them like no emotion no expression she's she's a psychopath martins had led the police to their yard to the bags that contained the rest of michael's body 
and the dead cats they had practiced on beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. When crime scene photographers came on scene, Martin started smiling for the photos. <laughs> That's not funny, but like, could you imagine? He's like, oh, is this my, is this me? Yeah. Is this my shot? Just like posing. Yeah. Just like, I'm ready. <laughs> while leaving the, uh, while leaving the flat, Shanae had grabbed two jackets. The detectives later found pills of poison stitched into the pockets. They had prepared their suicide plan if they were caught. Yeah. I mean, that would, yeah, makes sense. They literally had everything planned literally, out. Literally, minus the shovel. Minus the shovel. Like, they forgot. Oh, uh, but that's like a key. That's like a pretty important yeah. piece of the puzzle here. They had everything else. Everything else. And also, like, the phone call. Like, they're going to get the cell phone records. Yeah, no. Like, they, that was pretty bad. Yeah, they fu- that and the shovel. Like. You should have just gotten rid of that phone completely. 100%. Yeah. Just, just never just turned it on just again. never turned it on. Just should have probably used a burner. Yeah. They mm-hmm. fucked that one up. They fucked it up. Yeah. Um, clearly not sophisticated criminals we're dealing with here. Definitely not. Definitely not sophisticated. They also left a really gnarly crime scene. Maybe you should just, like, clean up your shit, you know? Like, they're obsessed with Dexter, but yet they left pools of blood everywhere. So, obviously, they weren't watching very closely. When Shanae's father asked if she had really committed the crime she was accused of, she responded, It's something I wanted to do since I was two years old. I wanted to do it. I did it. And I would do it again. Yeah. What I wanted to do when I was two years old. <laughs> what did you want to do when you were a fairy princess? <laughs> you know what I didn't want to do since I was two years old? What? Murder someone and skin their face. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like, maybe she's exaggerating. There's no way she thought about that when she was two. Okay. <laughs> Even at four. That's true. That's true. Detective Nell was unable to sleep that night. She suffered an awful migraine, which, to be fair, that's pretty gnarly. That's really gnarly. That's really gnarly. If someone just placed two eyeballs in front of me, I would also probably get a migraine. I don't know if the eyeballs would be worse or the fucking skin face. Yeah, that's bad too. <laughs> With the lips sewed shut. Yeah, that's bad too. Like, I feel like that is way worse. That's, that's bad. You know what I mean? You're right. When she went to work in the morning, they found that Shanae had cut her cut herself in the holding cell with an unidentified object and wrote in her own blood on the wall, along came a girl. So she had like these gashes in her thighs, right? And then took her blood, wrote it on the wall, along came a girl. Now when Detective Nell stepped into the cell, Shanae smiled and pointed at a piece of white bread on the ground with a piece of Detective Nell's hair tied around it and then whispered, did you sleep well, Detective? Jesus, I ate her. (laughs) She's so creepy. That's a fucking nightmare. Bro, how fucking scary is that? If I was a detective, I quit. Uh, Like, that's fucking terrifying. I'm with you. Right? Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. And, like, is this coincidence? Maybe. Like, come on. It totally could be. But at the same time, like, that's fucking terrifying. No, that's really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'd run away. Yes. So, like, I don't know. I think it's important to put this in here. Like, there's... Like I said, that podcast I listened to, there's, like, way more shit about all this, you know, her voodoo stuff and whatever. She makes it creepier. But, like, I did think it was important to add this stuff because it's weird. It's weird. It's fucking weird. It's super weird. Shanae told the officers everything. That it took uh, her several hours skinning Michael's face from his skull. And Martins had filmed it so they could watch it later. Shanae told the story without an ounce of emotion. Retold the story as if she was reading a boring novel. Shanae and Martins were charged with murder, robbery, and mutilation of a corpse. Seems reasonable. <laughs> because of Martin's schizophrenia, he was eventually sent for three mental health evaluations. 
The first said he was unfit to stand trial. The second, that he was fit to stand trial, but shouldn't be held criminally responsible. And the third found that he was fit to stand trial and that his schizophrenia had not played a role in the crime. <clears throat> they just send them back so they could get the answer they wanted. Yes, totally. A hundred percent. But also, like, to be fair, like, the first one, like, bullshit. Like, yeah. dude can stand trial. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, no. Like, fuck that. And then also, like, the shouldn't be held criminally responsible. No, you're still a criminal. You're still a fucking criminal. Yeah. Like, you can have schizophrenia. And not and kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Or have schizophrenia and still be a criminal. Yes. It's very possible that yes. you can be that both. You can be both. Yeah. You can, you have, like, there's people with schizophrenia that don't kill people. Right. So, like, like that doesn't, I don't know, like, maybe it has something to do with it, but not, no. No, 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 no. you're you a criminal. You still be a criminal. Yes. Regardless. Yes. You should get locked up and you should get charged for fucking, I don't care yeah. that you have schizophrenia. You still fucking kill someone. You still somebody. kill someone. Yes. So, you, you should, should go to jail. Yes. You should or go to jail. Or in a same asylum where you, or whatever it's called. Yeah, that yeah. works too. Whatever. Like a mental jail. A mental, a mental jail. Whatever those are called. <laughs> okay. It's like a thing. Okay. I like the mental jail. While Martins was awaiting results for his evaluation, Shanae's trial had begun. Shanae pleaded guilty to all three charges. Oh, by the way, three charges. So the robbery. <laughs> Remember how he took out the money from his first paycheck? They took that too. Yeah, they took it. And apparently when the police officers searched the flat, uh, Martins and Shanae's flat, they found the money in a little thing that said, like, a, I don't know, it was like a prostitution. They wrote on the cup, like, prostitution money or something like that. Something really fucked up. It's fucking dicks. They're just dicks. They took his first paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, you should get, you should definitely They robbed him. They robbed him and they put it in a prostitution <laughs> bowl. He worked hard for that money. Listen, that's upsetting, but then they also murdered him. I know, I know. So. That's That's more upsetting. I know. Uh, okay, so while Martins was awaiting results for his evaluation, Shanae's trial had begun. Shanae pleaded guilty to all three charges. Expert witnesses testified Shanae should be treated as a serial killer because if she was ever released, she would kill again, even by her own admission. Shanae was di diagnosed with both psychopathy and antisocial disorder. You know shit. Shanae was sentenced to 20 years for the murder and 15 years for the robbery and mutilation charge to be served concurrently. That's only 35 years. I know. So what they did, basically, there was like this whole back and forth situation where they're just trying to get the courts to say that she's a danger to society and shit. So she's not allowed for parole, right? Now, if they give a life a life sentence, then that means that she's obligated for parole. Or she's, she's yes, that she's, she can... She can go up for parole. Yes, if you give a life sentence. So they had to give a 20-year sentence and then another 15-year sentence. So she has to stay in jail 35 years. And then after no, 35 years, then she can plead her case. Or she'll get let out. But, like, she can – I think that she has to first serve 20 years and then plead her case, most likely get denied, and then serve another 15. But if she was just to say life, then she would only probably have to serve half that time and be able to but put in appeal for parole. But if she were to go up for parole – like that could get denied. Yeah, I think it was like so it she couldn't at all. Okay. Like I think they did it so she there was no way that she could get out of it. <clears throat> okay, so she has to serve thirty five years regardless. Yes, regardless. And she's how old is it? Twenty, right? Yeah, she's twenty. You're doing math. Yeah, and she's gonna be fifty five by the time she gets out. Mm -hmm. That's still more than enough time to murder people. Yeah, might be. Oh no, we'll revisit this case in thirty five years. <laughs> 
Martins also pleaded guilty, but unlike Shanae, he chose to take the stand in his own defense. He claimed he remembered little about the crime and didn't realize that he had killed someone until a few days later. Bullshit. Bullshit. He thought killing someone would give him more understanding of life and death, but admitted it had actually been underwhelming. Which is just so fucked up. (laughs) Okay. He claimed he felt remorse and apologized to the Van Eck family. Martins was sentenced to life plus 15 years. So then, so here is another battle that they went through where... If you listen to the podcast that I suggested, they go into it and it's just basically reaching out to like a bunch of world renowned like psychologists, just whatever the fuck and um, psychiatrists and all this shit. And they think that he is able to be rehabilitated. Okay. Right. They think that like (coughs) he that who he is as a person wasn't his actions where they think that. Shanae is just evil to the core. Yes, that they think Shanae mm-hmm. is not able to be re- rehabilitated. They think that that's a legitimate personality disorder and that that's who sense. she is. And they don't think that's the same thing with Martins, Martins, right? So that's why they gave him life plus 15 years and he will have to serve at least part of that sentence or at least half of it or something like that until he can apply for parole. Okay. So in that time, they can potentially rehabilitate him. Yes, yes. Sure. So while Martins was being brought down to the this part so tight, while Martins was being brought down to the holding cells after he was sentenced, Henriette, Michael's mom, ran out of her seat and smacked him on his head, <laughs> and screamed, "May you die, fucking dog!" Yeah, Henriette. She actually said this in like South African, but that's the English translation per News Twenty Four. All right. I have the link in our credits. That's good enough. <laughs> it's. Pretty tight. It's pretty stiff. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, Martins just took it and carried on walking. As he should. Yeah, piece of shit. Shanae and Martins had continued their relationship by writing to each other until 2014, when Shanae finally broke it off, saying that they had both changed a lot. Shanae <laughs> <clears throat> mm-hmm. is considered a model prisoner. She teaches them art. And she does, she studies some shit, and then Martins continues to work on his studies as well. So it sounds like Sinead just belongs in jail. She's, like, really thriving there. Yeah, apparently she's, she's a model citizen. She's doing great. Model citizen. A model, model prisoner. prisoner. <laughs> I know I what you meant. Yep. Um, I think it's also really important to read. This is a message from Michael's family. Okay. I got this from a book. It's also, whatever the fucking, what's the book called again? Grave Murder, the story behind the brutal welcomed ki- killing. Okay, so this is the thing their parents wrote. Our eyes are exhausted from crying, but our cup is overflowing with peace and joy in the knowledge that Michael is a child of Christ. We will remember forever the honest and genuine person that he is. We will miss him, but we are thankful to our Heavenly Father for the time that he was lent to us. We wish him rest until we meet again. Aww. Aww. Fucking sad. That's sad. Yeah, so that's the story of Michael Van Eck. He was murdered, stabbed like 30, what, 29 29 times? times. He had his throat slit. He got his body dismembered. He got his face skinned. His eyeballs torn out. His eyeballs torn out. His ears cut off. His ears cut off. And his mouth sewn shut. And his mouth sewn shut. So... Moral of the story, don't go on dating apps, I guess. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't date online. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We don't know when we'll be back, but... uh No, we're going to be back soon. So, New soon. Year, we're going to try to get this shit more consistent because people have been on a case about it. We're really fucking sorry. That's my bad. I mean, same. Also my bad. Yeah, that's also your bad. Yeah. Um, but... New Year, new us, you know? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 
We have a website. Not so terrible podcast.com. I appreciate it. Okay. And then our Instagram. Mm, at not so terrible podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you can listen to us on Spotify. Last time I said Apple Music, but we didn't put it there. So it is. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, rate, review, leave us a comment. Nice things. Please don't make fun of my voice. Also appreciated. And we will end with a... Do you want to give a little jingle? What's a South African jingle? I have no idea. That's... That was... I feel like you're going to tell that.